Hi, this is John Cena Sr., and you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kiss. With the wrist slit, listen to the sound of piss. The piss listener. I'm quick to stick fists enough. I feel bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. We're giving your meal tickets to visit the still dick in ya. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dice turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a bean clap, naked to please that. Terminator, penetrate until your knees snap. Feed that a meat stack of beef, kill the bean back. Is that too much? Return of the twat, 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 return of the Dude, if this song gets stuck in my fucking head, I hate you forever. <laughs> Welcome back to Twilight Magic. <laughs> Tis I, Troy. That is my co-host, Lisa. Lisa, how are you doing today? Hi, Troy. Um, do you want the honest to goodness truth on how I'm doing? That is what we do on this show. We, oh. only, we only do the honest to goodness truth. I feel kind of shitty right now, Troy. Feeling pretty shitty. Well, if anyone's been been following, they uh, have a good idea of why. But go ahead and regale us with why you are not feeling yes, too well today. Yes, I uh, I got my second COVID vaccine yesterday, and I woke up today and I was like, I feel like a fucking rock star. You know, I worked all day, and the doctor that I worked for, she was so jealous because she really felt like ass after hers. And I left work, and I'm like, I feel fucking great. All of a sudden, I was sitting on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I sent you like a screenshot of something with fucking John Cena, which we need to talk about because I'm like, what the fuck is that? Um, all of a sudden, I just started to f- got really nauseous and started to get the chills and got really fucking exhausted and got this pounding headache and just started to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never felt this bad before. So, like, hopefully these superpowers that Jason says that I'm going to have are going to be worth it. There you go. Because I really feel like shit. Because if this is what feeling having COVID feels like, I don't want it. Well, so like that's the, my story. How are you? Well, you know, like they say, no pain, no pain. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, I was, uh, I, I was, I was away yesterday. Um, because so Sunday, um, I, I had the wife, uh, take a, take a little her time. Uh, mm-hmm. so she was able to go to the house while I, I gave the, uh, gave our kids baths. And so I'm sitting there and, and folding laundry and she texts me and she's was like, for like, um, I was going to say like mistress Monday, but yesterday nope. was Tuesday. No, and this also took place Sunday. Um, no, oh, the, so it was, it was Scissoring Sunday? <laughs> yes, it was Scissoring Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, just told her, hey, you know, go to World Market or some shit like that. And just, you know, like she had some of the things that she had to grab first. But so she uh, she texts me and she's like, uh, I'm in uh, the parking lot of a different place. Uh, and she's like, she's like, my car is being weird. 
And I'm like, well, what do you mean it's being weird? What, what's going on with it? She's like, well, she's like, I think the battery's dying. And I was like, I'm like, I can, I can assure you that the battery is, if the battery is dying, it is not the battery that's dying. That's the issue. And I was like, because batteries don't just die while you're driving around. It's not how it works. And she, I'm like, I was like, so, so what's going on? She's like, well, like she, she's like the, it's getting really hard to turn and uh, the, the, the speedometer and stuff like that is like flipping all over. And I'm like, just, just stay there. I'm like, I will, I will grab the kids and I'll, I'll come out and get you. So we head out and uh, I, I, I roll up and, and, open up her hood and everything like that and let her, let her warm up in the car because mind you, it was negative 11 degrees on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I open the hood and, uh, her battery is, is almost completely covered with corrosion on the top of it. And I'm like, I was like, okay. I'm like, well, here's the thing. I'm like, I was like, we can, we can go and grab a new battery and I can slap it on here. I'm like, but I guarantee you that there's something of, of, that, that is a bigger issue than than what's going on right now. I'm like that that clearly is an issue, and this better needs to go. I was like, but there's another issue going on here. So uh, I I do my best at, uh, at getting everything cleaned off. I am too much of a pussy to really fucking hammer away on battery cables, but her battery cables were on there, like they were. I could not get the fucking battery cables off to even get the battery out to replace it. So I, I, I message a buddy of mine and I'm like, Hey, yo, uh, you know, you, you used to run a Midas in town here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, can you, can you come out here and, and maybe help me out a little bit? And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, he was like, let me grab, uh, the, his roommate was, is a head mechanic of, of another place in town. So I, I'm like I'm like I'm calling the fucking professionals in. It's like I'll 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 slide them twenty bucks for them to figure out what the fuck's going on. So they roll up and the guy takes a look. He's like, okay. Uh, he winds up just like pounding away at the fucking battery cables. Which again, I'm like I was like I watched a video when I was younger where it was like be careful around batteries or this will happen. And it was like a fucking nuclear explosion. And that has stayed with me my entire life. Oh, where, where I just think that, like, if I hit, like, one spark, I'm going to fucking explode, you know? And it's mm-hmm. just been, like, something that I will, like, I will change fucking oil in a car. I will change a tire. No problem with that. But fucking messing with batteries, for whatever reason, that just, it, it just makes me so anxious that I just don't want to do it. So the guy's like, all right. So he, he throws a new battery on. He's like, start up the car. I start the car up. He's like, all right, now watch this. And he pulls the battery cable off, and the car shuts off. And I'm like, I was like, fucking hell. I'm like, and he's like, yep. He's like, it's the alternator. I was like, all right, all right. I'm like, throw the battery cable back on. Let me start this bitch. Let me get this thing fucking home. Because, again, it's Sunday. There's no place that is open <laughs> to change an alternator. Nope. No. So I'm like, I was like, let me, let me limp this fucker home. Because, uh, mind you, I still had another 15 minutes to drive home. All right? And I'm like, I was like, he's like, well, uh, he's like, bring it by my shop tomorrow and, uh, and I'll put an alternate on for you much cheaper than what you would get in and go into a mechanic or with that. And I'm like, fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I get, we get the car back home. Monday rolls around, you know, I go up to work. My wife calls and calls in sick because she doesn't want to drive the car, which I understand. Um, so I come home, I grab her car and I start heading out. I get maybe two minutes down the road 
and the thing starts going fucking nuts. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to make it. I have to drive 15 minutes. I've made it two minutes. So I pull into a car dealership that has a service center. I'm like, all I need them to do is, is fucking jump the battery, and I should be able to limp this the rest of the way. It's like, I made, I made it through, made it back yesterday with a full battery charge. Like, I just need them to fully charge a battery, and then I should be able to make it there. Mm-hmm. So the guy, guy comes out. He fucking fully charges it and everything like that. I start driving. I get another five minutes down the road, and it's fucking dead. So then I pull over uh, next to a water tower. And I'm like, fucking A. I'm like, now I'm going to have to get a tow. Because I am, I am maybe 10 minutes out of, of where I need to get to. And again, it's like negative 8 on Monday. So I'm sitting in a fucking car that is now completely dead. No, no heater, anything of that. <laughs> and oh, I'm no. like, and I fucking, I call. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin. We had a snowstorm last week. And because of the fact that it has not gotten above like two degrees, the roads are just solid fucking ice all over the place, right? There are so many cars and ditches and stuff like that. So I'm calling, I called literally five fucking tow truck companies, and all of them are like, we're three hours out oh, before goodness. we before we could even come get you because they're just so book solid. Finally, I like on my sixth one, I finally got someone who's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually just, just got finished dropping a car off. I'm like, he's like, I'm right down the road. I'll be there in like 15 minutes. I'm like, great. So yeah, so he, so I get to spend the next 15 minutes fucking shivering my ass off, listening, by the way, to to the the rundown network on my phone. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, it's better than three hours. That's true. It's very much so. Yeah, I I was like, at that point, I'm like, I was like, I don't fucking care. It's gonna be 15 minutes. It's not gonna be that long. So yeah, so uh, the guy grabs me, you know, t- takes me out to to this guy's shop. Uh, he. He pulls the car and everything like that, and like, and I'm just kind of sitting there watching him do his thing. And uh, he proceeds to pull off the uh, the the engine cover, and he kind of walks away because he's he's going to go uh, charge the battery. And I kind of look, and there's all of this fucking like torn up paper tumbling all around the engine and stuff like that underneath his cap. He comes walking back. I'm like, is that supposed to be there? <laughs> And he takes one and looks at it and he goes, oh, cool, you got a rat's nest. I was like, not oh, cool. No. I'm like, no, no, not cool. My wife is not going to appreciate it, knowing that information. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Uh, sadly, all, all the rats had left for the day. Um, so there, there wasn't anyone that made an, an appearance. But, uh, yeah, my wife, of course, was just like, gross. <laughs> and then she... Oh. And then she, she proceeded to get upset because uh, she paid for a rat-powered engine and they all ditched her, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so we, we got the alternator fixed and I, I, I got back home and yeah, so yesterday was just like, all right, after all of that, after like getting fucking like frustrated with, you know, twice having the, the car die on me, trying to get out there and running all over not getting back home until you were just you, you like know. done. Right. Right. And I'm, I was like, I, yeah. I was, I was so busy at work Monday. I had no fucking opportunity to. Uh, to actually watch like any wrestling because normally Monday I just fucking steamroll through uh, SmackDown and then Tuesday I watch Raw. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a chance to, to to watch SmackDown at all, and I, and I was like, I'm like, I'm not gonna have any fucking opportunity Tuesday at all until like six o'clock at night to watch five hours of fucking TV. Not gonna happen. So right. that that is what that is why I had to uh, had to skip yesterday's episode. They did a great job though. Um, but yeah, so. 
Um, yeah. So that was that was my fun, and uh, but everything is good now. The cars are just fine, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was an adventure to say the least. Oh my goodness. That's so. I'm very sorry for your troubles. Well, you eh. know that I had the car trouble mm-hmm. like last week or the week before. I just got my car back on Friday. I got my car back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're we're a little cursed here at the rundown. It seems to happen in bunches for for our, at, at least two people seem to have this have similar issues. Uh, mm-hmm. This time it was me. It, it was me and you. Have, well, my wife and you having car troubles. Yeah, it's the Twat yeah. Magic Gang is getting <sighs> out. That's right. So yeah, that was that was my fun. That was your fun. So let's get into something not so fun, and that is, of course, the Bella Twins podcast. This one was called Double Rainbow with Snooky. Now. I don't get why it was called Dumble Rainbow. She Did I okay miss something. You must have because she she comes right in and says that. Um, I think it's in my my notes here, so we'll like, get I to it. I feel like I missed something. Yeah, you did because because uh, it, it, it she does say it. It's it's dumb, but we'll get to it. Um, so this is sponsored by AdoreMe.com. Again. Yes. So. Um, AdoreMe.com, which I'm at their website now. Hey, I was looking at that. <laughs> well, they sponsored them last week. Yeah. I was looking at Okay, well, that... All right, come on. Because you didn't, you didn't like, write the ads down last week. I yeah. took the time and wrote them down last week. Yeah. So... And, and, like, this week, they used them twice during the podcast. Yeah. So, instantly... All right, so I, I went to AdoreMe.com. Did you um, order anything? No, no, I'm there right now. So first off, their website is annoying because as soon as you get there, they first have a big fucking splash ad that goes over. So they have like a little montage of different women wearing lingerie and stuff like that. And like mm-hmm. you can, a lot of them, you can see their nipples and shit like that, which I approve. Of course. But then a big fucking splash ad. Well, that is that was clearly her fucking labia I just saw there. Uh, so they have a big splash ad that comes up where it's like, do you want this uh, this percentage off or do you want to pay full price? Which is already like, that's kind of a fucking asshole thing to say. Then you get rid of that and then something else fucking pops up. <laughs> and then and then now I'm finally back to now where nothing is going on. But I'm, I'm waiting for it to cycle through again because I want to see that chick's pussy again. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> well, they have a, a V-Day collection, which of course means Vagina Day. Um, oh, is that what that means? Yes. That's what I assume it means. Oh, yeah. See, that, that's definitely your pussy. Anyways, um, so I'm just taking a look here. It looks like you've got... Uh, uh, you can join the VIP membership for $39.95 a month. Why would you spend $40 on a VIP membership for lingerie? That seems they probably ridiculous. send you lingerie every month. Okay, so the Elite Box, your self-care package delivered. Let me, let me see what this is. Um, so Adormies, come on, the Elite Box, sizes 38 to 46 triple D, lingerie, sleeper, and more cartridges for you, free surprise V-Day gift in your first box. Okay, so a uh, lot, of, lot of talk of boxes, which I approve of. Um, there's a style quiz you take. All right, so you tell them the preferences, then they curate a box for you. Um, 
We match you with our best-selling products specifically designed to fit in-house, from lingerie to PJs to swim activewear, all for a $20 styling fee. See, I would just pay the $40 and get FabFitFun. What? What? So it's you... actually $60 a month. Yes, that's a $20 styling fee. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have seven days to try it on. Pay for what you love and return the rest easy with a prepaid label. What are you buying with this fucking... So you, you get the box, and they send you the box, and then you have to pay for what you keep after that. Like, this is not a good deal. All right, so just get FabFitFun. Right. Or or get the, you know, BoxyCharm, or yeah. get the any of the makeup ones that get delivered to your house. That chick's tits are falling out of her top. Or wine um, of the month, or the beef boxes, or... There, that's, that's a great name for a fucking... Uh, Actually, I would like the beef jerky Valentine roses uh, from Man Crate for Valentine's Day. If you've seen the Facebook ad, Mm. I would like the beef jerky roses, please. Nice. Go to adoreme.com now and get the beef box, all uh, a box of panties, all for you, (laughs) all curated for you. No, their their web okay, their website sucks, dude. There's too, there's just too much. There's too many pop ups. There's like. All right, well, that, that should just... Okay. This chick was, like, covering her tits, but then she pulled them away, and she's got, like, hearts hearts on her tits. So it's like, well, why were you covering your tits in the first place, then? I'm sorry, like... I don't know. Why like are you it, apologizing to me? Like, if you, if you... I'm used to it. Yeah. If you want to come here and, like, uh, jerk off to stuff, that's fine. But, like, a lot of their stuff... Okay, so here's a uh, push-up balconette. I don't know what that is. Oh, so uh, that's like the like under titty holder or like that for twenty five bucks. Um, contour bra and panties about twenty five bucks. Still kind of like it's not it's not really over expensive if you're just like going and buying like one thing. There's that. And there's nipples on that chick. Um, but the like they're like curated boxes and stuff like that are bad. Well, here's a here's an African American chick that's got a top on it. Like because she's got darker nipples, you can really see them through there. Like. Be a little bit more wise with your modeling choices, like. But I guess at least that's truth in advertising, is you'd be like, your your significant other is going to see your nips in this. Which I will give them that they're not airbrushing out nipples like a lot of those do, which is always creepy looking. <laughs> it's like she's wearing a see-through brown, she has no nipples on. What happened there? Did she get into a car accident? All right. Um. Well, that was fun. So yeah, so adore me. How many times an episode do you think I shake, like, put my hand on my forehead and shake <laughs> my head at you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised you're not, li- you know, looking at this stuff either. We should start counting. All right. Well, you know what happens is I pull this stuff up and then I lose you somewhere on the screen, so it's just easier. Gotcha. For me just to listen to you and kind of, and then if I look at my iPad, you're like, you're not paying attention to me, so. <laughs> It's just easier for me just to pay attention to you. It causes sure. less stress that way. All right. So that's that's $25. Her ass is out and her tits are out. Like, all of this is, like, a couple of little strings in the thing. Like, that's that's way too much for something that's, like, not covering any part of you. And I looked at the Adore Me website last week. Okay. And you're so, like, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. So. Well, I decided to talk about it this week because... because they sponsored them twice this week. They sponsored them twice last week. Yeah, I've, I, I told you I blocked things out. 
All right, so the, here's a here's the thing, right? Like all of these pictures of like the see things and stuff like that, like you can see nipples on, but anytime they actually have stuff that's like they're they're going to be topless, they put these little hearts on them. It's just like you can see the nipples in the other picture. Why bother with being because like they're not they're not clear. That's so dumb. The, in there. This this one over here is clearly clear. Like that is that is a completely her areola. There's your nipple. She's got a little mole next to it. Like I I can clearly make out every fucking side of it just because there's a, a a thin sheet of fucking sheer fabric over it. It's so dumb. Just fucking show them topless. Like people, there are adults going to the site and like you know like fourteen year old kids to jerk off and stuff like that. Just. All right, well, that is not appropriate, Swimmer. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> God. Uh, you know, you go to Swimmer and you're like, all right, like they're going to be much more covered. Nope, not on this website, apparently. Anyways, uh, enough about those twats. Let's talk about other twats. So, um, the cunts talk about how terrible the lives are, but, you know. All the time. Yep, but they say, you know, after the storm passes, there's a double rainbow. It's literally the top of the episode, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know why there's a rainbow. Because after the st- after, a, after a rainstorm, there's sometimes a rainbow, but if you're a Bree, there's always a rainbow. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck Nikki's life is so terrible. It's not. Well, she says it is. Oh, no, no, it's great now, because she figured out... That if she brings out her feminine side, that it, that that it causes her and Artem to act like they're dating again. Oh, because he they play grab ass. Yeah, so she decided she's going to stop emasculating him. So now he gropes and molests her constantly. This is a, a healthy relationship. So remember, Clearly. so remember, ladies, if you want your man to love you, just be more feminine, be softer. Do you, do you think they learned that in counseling? Oh, they must have. You know, Nikki. Maybe Artem would would, uh, would appreciate you more if you acted more like a woman. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you should probably... So she should really be the, the one doing the cooking and the cleaning, right? And Artem yeah. is the one who just goes out and... Uh, well, not dancing because that's not masculine. Uh, he's the one who goes out and, and he, he brings some a giant steak and slaps on the table and goes, Bitch, make my dinner! And she goes, Okay, don't hit me again! Right, that's how that how, that's how these healthy relationships are supposed to go. If you ask Nikki and Bree, well, you know, because he does get that very angry mm. tone. Yes, so she's got to be a subservient little cunt to him. Yeah. Uh, Nikki claims she only drank on Sister Sundays, which I assume is most days. She just considered calls him that, uh, right. and she says she only plans to drink a few weeks this month. Now, when she says that, she actually means like a few weeks at a time, or and then she'll like en- any day that ends in Y. No, no, she'll she'll take like a day off because you know, then then it's not a full week. So she's planning on like only 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 three of the four weeks she's going to drink every day. One of them she's going to skip a day, so that way it's not a full one. So they try to be hip and call February Feb. How lame was that? Like even even I was embarrassed for them as like. Bree was talking about it. First of all, if there is if there is some douchebag out there, again, they're in California, so I so I fully believe that this happened. But if there's some douchebag out there, it's like it's Feb second, and there and then these people have a conversation where they're just like, "Is that what kids say?" It's like, "Yes, I am very hip." 
all of us kids say Feb instead of February because we just do not have enough fucking time on our hands to say more than one syllable at a time. It, it pained me even to say the word syllable because there's more than one syllable in syllable. Did they, did I, the kid... I, was, I was embarrassed for Brian and for Bree. Yeah. But hey, you know what? They've got until uh, deck 31 in order to get, the, get it down right, so they'll, they'll be fine. Fucking assholes. True story. <laughs> Bree says that uh, that real women only have hair only on their bush and not on any other part of their body. They have to be hairless because, you know, that's, that's, that's how much of a feminist she is. You can't have any underarm hair. You can't have any leg hair. You definitely shouldn't even have eyebrows. You should only have bush hair. That's right. Oh why, why do we have to talk about pubes every fucking week? Because it's her thing. Did you enjoy listening about the talk about Nikki's naked flaps? No, I don't. Here's the thing. Like, I I listen to um, I I listen to different like you know adult podcasts like you know sex podcasts and things like that. And they've never mentioned the word hairless flap no no no. they, they definitely have the difference is <laughs> it is either a woman discussing her own visage or it's men discussing visages from knocking porn and stuff like that it is not two siblings discussing each other's vaginas that is that is my hold up here if it was if it was like nikki by herself Nobody else around just being like, yeah, my fucking, like, if I take my panties off, it just you'll hear, like, a whistling, because my fucking, whatever, that's fine. It's the fact that it's like, she's like, oh, you're, you're, like, nasty, weird fucking cunt is just, like, st- smelling up the place. Like, it's weird that it's siblings talking about each other's fucking genitalia. That's my issue. You said, I have, I have absolutely no problem with frank conversation about dicks and balls and fucking vaginas and stuff like that. It is simply because of the fascination that they seem to have with each other's vaginas. Yeah. It's... There's something seriously wrong with that. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't discuss my dick with my brother. I don't discuss his dick either. First of all, like, I've seen it, like, once. And that was enough. I didn't want to see it. But things happen. <laughs> I, the, yeah, I don't discuss that shit with my yeah. brother either. These two spend so much time naked around each other that it's gross. It's like, and the the with how often they get drunk, like I just feel like there's definitely a, a video that Pornhub would play pay a lot of money to see. Yeah, and put on they it. They definitely cross boundaries. Yeah, because that's big right now. There's a whole lot of inappropriateness going on in that family, right? And it's just. It's just gross, you know, and that's 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 my problem with it. Like, I just don't. I don't even know anymore. Like, I feel like it makes our podcast inappropriate. It does because we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's because that's what I want to fucking hear all the time is Nikki just coming walking around being like. Oh, oh, 
God. Why do you have an issue with? <laughs> you know, she's got a big hairy bush. Yes. Ugh, gross. Uh, anyways, moving on. Bria says it's going to go viral because Nikki called the house that she and Artem live in our house. First of all, one, it's not going to go viral. Second, people don't say it's going to go viral anymore. And the only thing viral with these two twats is the coronavirus they both have. Yeah. Like, the, the, the like, oh, I, I just, I can't, like, they think that they are so much more important than they are. They're really not. Yeah, like, their whole, like, killer room, you notice how, notice how they don't do killer room anymore? Because they ran out of fucking, like, the, the few websites that actually put out shit. Now it's just a matter of they, them getting annoyed that, that, that websites will report on shit that they have said. Yeah. It's like, well, we didn't mean it that way. Well, you said it that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, this this was uh, brought on because uh, they are remodeling the house that Nikki purchased online. Oh, you mean the one where they make all their decisions together? Yes. Yes. Well, apparently this time they are actually making decisions together because they're remodeling the house together. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nikki says Artem. Go ahead. Yeah, they make because they make all their decisions together. Right. They wouldn't need to remodel a house if they actually looked at the house together. Because it's their house. It's their house. Our home. Our home. Mm-hmm. Nikki says Artem is doing some cooking lessons, and Nikki wants him to start a cooking show on YouTube or Instagram, because that's something that everyone wants to watch. Is Artem terribly un- may- fucking explain what he's doing on a cooking show? With subtitles. Yes. Maybe he'll be like that bitch that married fucking Alec Baldwin and forget how to say cucumber. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if he has like... Um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stories on his Instagram of him cooking. I'm sure he does. Do you not know that story? No. Oh my god. I The fact that you blew past that was, I'm like, no, no, no. She had to have heard that story. You know who Alec Baldwin is, correct? Obviously. Yeah. You know who Alec Baldwin's wife is? Yes. Hilaria Baldwin, right? Yes, yes. So, Hilaria Baldwin <laughs> is from America. She's from Boston, right? Uh-huh. For the longest time, she has claimed that she was born in Spain. Oh, yes, I do remember this. I do. And people have, there was already enough people who were like, you weren't born in Spain. Like you're you're born in Boston. And she like does things like she she calls her kids the Balbanitos and stuff like that. Like she's trying really hard to be like, oh, I'm Spanish, right? So the yeah. problem the problem is, is one, she's not. Like she she may like it doesn't even appear that like she's got any Spanish blood in her at all. <laughs> it's just that she lived in Spain for a little bit. So there was a, uh, <laughs> there was a, she was on a cooking show. And again, she fakes a Spanish accent. Okay. It is, it is wildly known that she fakes a Spanish accent. She, but she has lived here for decades. And like, 
anyone who's lived here for decades, like, or or is like multilingual and have spoken English for a long time, they don't <laughs> they don't have an issue with forgetting certain words, right? It's just not a thing that happens. Uh, I don't know how long. Okay, so I'm gonna bring this up here. Okay, just a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this so you'll be able to hear it on the podcast. I remember the story. Okay. So this so this is what kind of sparked everyone being like, I'm sorry, what? Here you go. We have very few ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have um. How do you say cucumber? Cucumbers. We have um, red pepper. We have, of course. How how you how you say it in English? Cu- cucumber. First of all, <laughs> first of all, no. <laughs> how you say it in English? Cucumber. Like, fuck you. She speaks pretty good English. She speaks perfect English because she's American. Yeah. <laughs> She is English. She speaks it. Yeah. Like, but that's a, that's a thing that you do if you're pretending that you don't speak the language. Is you you say things like how you say, and then you say it. The problem is, is like she's a public speaker. She clearly speaks English. Mm-hmm. But that was her thing. Was oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and everyone's just like, bitch, you know how to say cucumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But well, that like was Artem, you can buy that happening. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That so yeah, everyone was finally be everyone finally called her out on her bullshit and was like, bitch, stop appropriating Spanish culture. Like but it and it and it just reminds me of the fucking Bella twins who are all of a sudden just like, Oh yeah, we're we're fucking Latino. It's like or Latina. It's like, well like I'm yes. Sorry, they're not. They're Native American. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're going to be, like, boycotting the name of the Chiefs or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways. And they're going to be asking for a new logo. There you go. For the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on now. So, uh, all right. So, Nikki tells us about her, how do you say it in English? Dream? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She says that she dreamt about Chelsea Green, uh, not Zack Ryder anymore, Mark Cardona, and the Kardashians being in orgy together. Yes. Um, so. Well, don't forget they made reservations to a very exclusive restaurant. Yes. In Paris. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what a what a weird fucking pairing of people. First of all, like, I, I get and she who cares about your dream. No, nobody cares. That's the thing. Nobody, nobody gives does. a shit. Like even Brie was just like, mm-hmm, sure, Chelsea Green, whatever. And like, yeah, she's she explains that like, oh, she's been like trolling through uh, Chelsea Green's Instagram, looking like flicking her bean to her, her bikini pictures or whatever like that. That's fine, but Zack Ryder's not in those pictures, even though those two of the two are fucking. Like, so why why does Zack Ryder get put into that situation? <laughs> bald bastard. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, Bree and Nikki talk about being excited for the Royal Rumble. And Bree says she was excited to to see Bianca Blair win. Yes. She wants to, they want to make a comeback, but they don't even know the names of the fucking new talent. That's because um, Black Lives Matter and Bree's part African-American. That's true. But then maybe you should learn her name is Bianca Belair and not Bianca right. Blair. Right. So then they pump up Snooki being on. 
I got to tell you, I was very excited that Snooki was on because I am a big fan of Snooki. Totally honest with you. I've been a big fan of hers for a very long time. Okay. And so hasn't Jason. I'm going to totally out him right now. <laughs> we started watching it when we started seeing the previews on MTV when she got punched in the face. Yes, that was a fucking amazing. That's when we first started watching it. And it's just, it's kind of like a, a car wreck that when you watch it, you just can't stop. Yeah. No, I get that. And, you know, 11 years later, here we are, you know, still watching Jersey's Shore Family Vacation every Thursday. You know, we're still doing that. So I was kind of excited to have her on. But now I'm very disappointed in Snooki. Oh, well, I guess we'll get there. Um, yeah. <sighs> well, here's here's the thing. Like, first of all. I was not aware um, that she was still on TV. I wasn't well, aware. She's not now. For not like with reality show. Okay. But I, I also didn't realize that they like did like spinoffs and stuff like that because that she is not as popular as she once was. Um, oh, do they do spinoffs? Oh, hmm. yes. I, I knew she did the show with her and that, that other weird-looking twat, but I didn't know that she did, like remodeled a house with that dude that she fucked one time on Jersey Shore. I didn't realize that. Her husband. You mean her husband? Yep, her husband. <laughs> she fucked him more than once. Well, yeah, but she, he was a one-night stand on the show, and then all of a sudden, then she, like, started. Uh, <laughs> then she was with him. Well, I'm not. I'm not so saying much you have to learn, Troy. I'm not saying that it didn't eventually become more than that. I'm saying that like she just hooked up with him one time, and then it was like, oh, then they started dating after that. Yes, yes. So twats are running on sponsorship, so they repeat the adoreme.com ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let me tell you, nobody, nobody is more relevant than Snooky Pelosi, Pelosi, whatever her fucking name is. Snooky talks about her kids loving wrestling. And then discuss doing everything buzzed. So she, but she had to be sober for her match at Mania. This is a great role model. Back then, she <laughs> wasn't very good. She was a train wreck. Yes. Still seems to be a bit of a train wreck. Or maybe, well, maybe let's not call it a cut. Maybe, maybe she's more of like a fender bender. But well, <laughs> I mean. If you listen to, you know, you listen to her talking, you know, mm. she doesn't really do the reality shows anymore. You know, she, like she said, she does the kind of fixer up or flipper shows and she started her businesses, you know, because honestly, first she started with an Etsy shop where she makes her very own like crafts. She does like mugs and jewelry and stuff like that. And that's still active on Etsy where she sells things. Um, and then she has her Snooky shop where she sells clothes. They're not badly priced. I mean, she has, you know, outerwear. She's got shirts. She's got pants. She's got slippers, um, accessories. And the pricing isn't terrible um, for that stuff. And then she has, you know, the line for the moms that she just came out with. 
the like the strollers and the the car seats that's kind of pricey um but as soon this it's through that company baby it's like b e b b i i or something but christina milian also is a celebrity that has the same um baby accessories and stuff through the same company like with the same prints, the camo, yeah. the, you know, the sh- leopard and cheetah prints and stuff like that. Right on. But she, you know, she, it's not like she has stupid shit like the Bellas where, you know, she, they've got the wine where it's somebody else's business and has the name on it, you know, and, but like, I know for sure she's got the Etsy shop because, you know, mm-hmm. she's in the photos and, you know, the one in her Snooky shop, their pictures are taken in her bathroom, you know, on her cell phone where she's wearing some of the products. And so I think hers are a little bit more real. Hmm. Fair enough. And she may be a little bit more involved and a little bit more not as fake hmm. as the other two cunts. Well, you know what is fake? Her tits. Hey-o. Yes. Oh, right, you think right. so? <laughs> In October 2016, Suki announced that she had a breast augmentation to obtain okay, a C-cup. She did. <laughs> she did. She did get a, a breast job. She yep. did. That's right. Um, so I'm looking here. Looks like she's been with Gianni Lavelle since 2014. Hmm? Uh, they have three children together, whose names are Lorenzo Dominic Lavelle. Uh, Giovanna, Giovanna Marie Lavelle, and Angelo. An- Angelo James Lavelle. I'm good, right? I mean, you you know her more than I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she was on Dancing with the Stars and got kicked off. Um, she hasn't had any legal trouble since 2011, so there's that thing. Um, it looks like. Yeah, so she was on Celebrity Fear Factor two years ago, or three years ago at this point. Um, Jersey Shore Family Vacation just as soon as last year. Celebrity Family Feud, she was just on. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> so I think they actually had, the Bellas were on one. Oh, well, I were on know. a Celebrity Family Feud. I haven't known. T- oh, my God, there's been seven seasons of this thing? What mm-hmm. the fuck? All right, let me see. Um, let's see, Ice-T versus the Rivers, and raven Simone versus Wayne Newton, uh, The Girls Next Door. The Girls Next Door were like the play, Playboy models? Oh, I know who they are. I was just I was just right. saying that with oh. the state because it's them. Uh, the Kardashians versus Dion and Pilar Sanders. Really? All right, whatever. Um, American Chopper Family, let me see, Anthony Anderson, Dr. Phil. Nisi Nash, Duck Dynasty, they'll race the assholes. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to be on here somewhere, if they are on here. Juliana Rancid. Um, Dave Foley. I think the Bellas were on there. Alfonso Riviera. Oh, oh no, you, it may have been the Kardashians. Nene Leakes. Well, the Kardashians were definitely on there. Dancing with the Stars versus Shark Tank. I don't know what, who, what members were on that episode, but that's something, all right? Um, yeah, <laughs> Kardashians. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't put it past you. 
They're all cunts. The Kardashian versus the West family. Diggs, Tommy Chong, Chris Kattan, Emmett Smith. Boy, they really go fucking wide with this stuff. There's Kardashians vs. the West Family again. They got on twice in the same season. Um, Maulers vs. Brawlers. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Maria Menounos, Gatton, Matazaro. I mean, celebrities is not exactly... <laughs> What so maybe it was just I got them confused with the Kardashians because they were on twice. It would appear that way because I did not see them on this. Listen, it's I'm, easy to confuse a bunch of cunts, right? Dude, I don't, I don't really care. Fall Out Boy versus Weezer. Now I'd actually watch that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Macklemore versus Little Yachty. As long as Macklemore just fucking walks over and slaps him in the face. Anyways, uh... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, where was it? Okay, uh, they make excuses for their alcoholism. Because, um, of course. Uh, Listen, Snuggie, I walk around with wine in a coffee tumbler. Don't judge. Don't you ever judge. I'm not That's fine. No, that's fine. Oh, you're judging. Uh, Snooky says that uh, her dream was to fuck a guy on Jersey Shore and then marry that Guido and then birth a bunch of Jersey fucking trash kids. So I guess she won. Uh, Billy Razors are back. Solid 20 minutes after Brie claimed that she doesn't shave her bush. So, you know. But she did say that, you know, no woman should have any hair on their body whatsoever other than bush. So I guess that's still still a ringing endorsement for Billy Razors. Well, you know, she can help Nicole shave her flaps. Yes, there you go. You don't. You, you shouldn't shave the flaps. If you have hair growing on your flaps, you probably should get that looked at. Well, she's Mexican. That's Mexicans true. Mexicans are hairy. There you go. So it just like fucking sprouts everywhere, I guess. If you have to fucking grab a comb to get to her, her clitoris, it's probably not a good thing. Uh, Snooky says she had an epiphany. Yep. Uh, that she could be filming reality shows for the rest of her life. Please don't. Um... She says she lost her milk while breastfeeding her kid, and she loves breastfeeding, so that's a bummer. Yeah, but what did she do? She stopped doing reality shows. Yeah, for now. For now. But she, but she did. She made a mature decision. For now. She got sick of the drama. She missed out on her family. For now. But she did for right now. For now. For now. For now. Give her credit. She did for now, though. She was on a reality show six months ago. Dude, don't even try. <laughs> but Look. for now. But she made the decision yes. to do it. Yes. All right? Yes. And they, and they already did a, a season of Jersey Shore. Yes. During the pandemic. Yes. So she's, she's going to be she's on it. she's not on it. She's not on it. Okay. For now. Uh, no, they, she's not on it. <laughs> Motherfucker, don't you f- don't fight me. I won't. I'm Team Snooky. That's fine. You can be Team Snooky. I'll be Team. Get these fucking. I'll fight you. I'll I'll be Team Throw. I will fight throw. you, motherfucker. <laughs> they ask how she feels about her kids on reality shows, and she says she's fine with it, but doesn't want them to grow up in front of a camera. But like they already are, so good luck with that. She uh, doesn't have them on TV a lot. 
for now. You don't. Uh, Nikki- <laughs> I don't. Neither do you. Yes, I do. I know her more than you. Well, that that is an understatement, but yes. <laughs> uh, N- Nikki says the producers wanted the wanted to, to show Mateo's first bath. To which she said, "No." She let them film the film it, but then she asked them to cut it. I'm sorry. Why'd you let them film his first bath? <laughs> well, so she could probably have it privately for her own collection. Don't think that's how it works. Also, I thought she was a producer. Like, she had to ask them to cut it, not tell them to cut it. Also, I thought that kid had a monster hog. Don't you want to show that off? <laughs> she seemed she seemed to insinuate that he would be ashamed of his baby dick. Listen. <laughs> yes. Maybe things aren't always what they seem. There you go. Don't you know with an ultrasound, it magnifies? Hashtag baby dick love. Mm-hmm. Nikki tells her to go talk to Artem because he loves to design and build shit. So that would be another chick that he, that Nikki sent her husband, future husband, off to talk to. And then to. she'll get jealous as shit. Yep. <laughs> and, and act like an asshole and blame it on postpartum. Yes. Yes, it'll be. We're we're presenting the 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 new show, building shit with Artem and Snooky. <laughs> that would be amazing. And you're just going to have Nikki glowering in the background. You got to add Daniel in there, though, man. Gardening or something. Right. Just just for the humor. Right, and Bree will be back there fucking picking shit out of her twat hair. And then we get a random story where Nikki bitches about having to help Bree buy furniture at Ikea and then walking it through a snowstorm. So this interview with Snooki, mm-hmm. did this remind you of any other interview that they have done on this podcast? Well, it's every interview that they have done on this podcast where they just where talk they, about themselves. <laughs> they ask a question of their guest and then the guest goes to answer. And then all of a sudden, it turns into stories about them. I knew there was an issue when we got to like 24 minutes left of the podcast, and we were just now starting the interview. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, you don't have that much to talk about then in 24 minutes, huh? Yes. Jason calls. He's like, so how's the interview with Snooki going? I'm like, um, it hasn't started yet. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> they talked a lot in the beginning. And then, like I said, it was literally 22 minutes of like them talking around Snooky. Yeah. Yeah. But we do okay. get... Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, we do get another example of them being idiots because they do not know how to work a thermostat. No kidding. <sighs> they, how dumb do you have to be? Righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. They act like... There's not thermostats in, like, New York or anything like that, right? Or, like, anywhere? Well, we grew up in California. Well, So there's no thermostats in California? Arizona. <laughs> what, you, it never got cold there? or It never got too hot that you wanted to, I don't know, put on, air, on the air conditioning? Like, yeah, apparently they're just never a thermostat anywhere they lived, apparently. Well, apparently it must. I think she said it was one of the ones by the windows. I'm assuming it was like a radiator. Idiots. 
which, you know, only us people who grow up in the extreme cold know what it is. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moron. Uh, Brie is shocked by how much you have to bring with you when you have a baby. This is her second kid. How is she now oh, shocked? That, that's that's Nikki that said that. Did she say that? I thought I thought Brie no, said that it. Was, that was Nikki okay. that said that. You, but she has spent a ton of time around her sister. How would she, she be shocked by that? Yeah, she should know. Yeah. Snooki says she was day drunk through most of her homeschooling with her kids. So about, I mean, about that not being a fucking train wreck anymore? <laughs> there were a lot of moms that I know that were drunk through homeschool. Yeah. Watch TikTok. I was... Uh, I, I tend to stay away from drunk moms on TikTok, but sure. Uh, most of most of mine <laughs> most, are, are most are, moms over forty were drunk through through remote learning. Fair enough. Homeschooling during you know. See my COVID. I, I my my wife doesn't drink if she's got a if she's got to homeschool the kids. It's, it's no, hard to hard enough. They weren't drunk. Wow, well. it's a joke. Snooki says that wrestling is such a great business that she hopes her kid gets into it, which, of course, having her as a parent isn't going to help them become a doctor, so I guess. <laughs> That's judgmental. Well, you know, if the shoe fits, cram it up your ass. Snooki says that she liked to sightsee, and when she went to Italy, she sightseed. I mean, <laughs> she's from New York. So, so sightseed is... Something that is said a lot in New York. Is that what you say? New York, they don't have the best grammar. They're idiots. Exactly. Suck my dick, New York. Fuck you, New York. Anything else to say about the uh, the old podcast here? Listen, I love Snooky, and I don't care what you say. That's fine. So. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. She keeps it real. Unlike the other two fake bitches. <laughs> I can. I can. Like she, like she is like, my life's a fucking mess. I can be a fuck up mom. I drink fucking wine in a coffee tumbler. Why mm. walk my kids? It, she doesn't fake who she is. Fair enough. You know. Mm-hmm. What do the other two do? You know? Yeah, they fake shit. So. All right. So. What's that? Do you know what time it is? Um, Are there butterflies in the sky? Butterfly in the sky. Come on! I can go twice as high. Let's get it on. Take a look. In a book. My All right. Thank you, DMX. Are we done with this goddamn book yet? No, we're getting there. We're getting there. We've only got, like, 40 pages left. So we're getting there. So what happens when we're done with the book? That's a good question. We should probably have a conversation with that off camera. Mm, We should. (laughs) (laughs) Because otherwise our episodes are going to go back to, like, being 20 minutes long. So instead of an hour or however long this episode is. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I think I'm here, so we're all to start. If if I My back... husband plays with his balls while he's at work. Good for him. I'm I'm sure he's very happy to, to hear about that. Horse cock. Um all right. <laughs> <laughs> when forced into retirement, Brian spent an insane amount of energy getting cleared to return to the ring. He traveled across the United States meeting with doctors, all of whom believed that he was well enough to wrestle. His brain was not irretrievably damaged. I think I read this one last time. You read that part. Okay. Um, Okay. But he's not done wrestling. In March 2018, he landed in Texas from Saudi Arabia and had a voicemail from Dr. Maroon that he wanted to to see him. He boarded the next flight to Pittsburgh, ran through a handful of tests, and then Dr. Maroon slipped a piece of paper across the desk that said, Suck my dick. Uh, No, it said, Finally, you're cleared. He was immediately on a flight to Texas for SmackDown, where he was powerbombed by Kevin Owens. I watched him on TV that night and could see him fighting back a massive smile. Only Brian would welcome a powerbomb from a 266-pound man. I don't need to fucking fat shame him. Um, (laughs) I think that Brian's story is really inspirational. I feel that I need to spend some time out on the road speaking, letting people know that they're not alone if they suffer from depression or mental illness. Well, no, they're not, because... Nikki has it, and it's far worse than anything Brian has ever gone through. Yeah, it's not as bad. We filmed his complete breakdown for Total Bellas. It was all on tape, which I'm sure he very much appreciates. Mm-hmm. I think they should re-air that episode. Yeah, there you go. He had the option to cut it, but we ended up air. He had the option to cut it, but we ended up airing the, a significant portion of it. That's an odd way to put that, isn't it? He had the option to cut it, but we ended up airing a significant portion of it. Almost like he said cut it, and they're just like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, He wanted other people who... (laughs) Anyway, fucker. (laughs) Yeah. We wanted other people who are feeling the same way, who grapple with the same types of issues, to see him tackle it head on. He wanted the world to know that it's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be devastated when something that you love is taken away from you. You can grow from it and ultimately thrive. <sighs> but he got to go back to doing it. So, did he really grow and ultimately thrive, or was he just right back into being able to do it again? I think he was just <laughs> happy he was able to get back to do it. I don't think he was able to thrive. Yeah, I don't think that he over... Because it, was, it yeah. was given back to him. Right. I don't think that he overcame it. I no. think that, yes, I think it was hard for him for a couple of years. He was able to go back to doing what he loved, and so all was forget- forgotten. Look. Oh. Lisa is showing me a sticker that is a Twat Magic logo on yes. her iPad. Yes, uh, sorry. Which, which you can get if you join our Patreon. Patreon accounts us run the wrestling. You can find a way to reconcile yourself to depression's presence in your life without letting it paralyze you from going after what you want. Again, he got what he wanted. He didn't He didn't go after something different. He was able to come back. Although, I suppose he did work to get back at it. Oh, he did. But it's a little different. But still, it was given back. Yeah. yeah. People who are depressed don't want to be alone. It's not true at all. They want to find a path to achieving their dreams alongside people who love them, too. 
No. no. I'm depressed. I kind of want to be by myself. That's a that's a, a blanket statement, and blanket statements should not be used. Mm-hmm. When we got married, Brian reminded me that his depression is his biggest flaw. I might argue that it's a strength, as I believe that it has stretched him to a man stretched him as a man and made him even more compassionate and wonderful than he might have otherwise have been. I reminded him that I am a pistol and that that's probably my biggest flaw. That uh, I don't think that's it. Yeah, you're pretty self-centered. I am very easy to trigger as my parents never modeled fighting with your partner in a way that didn't go dark and malicious. I have had, again, just blaming other people. I have had to do a lot of reparenting to find new ways to funnel my anger into a more productive way. Fighting with your spouse is normal, but Brian would argue that I don't know how to fight well, or in a way where it's easy to walk it back from the brink. <sighs> Example. One time I called Brian a total fucking idiot in public. In SeaTac oh. Airport, to be exact. And he didn't speak to me for two days. And to I be honest... blame him. Yeah. And to be honest, I've called him something like a fucking idiot more than once. Now that's mean, kind of unconsciously mean, and obviously not true. But I didn't have the self-regulation to express my displeasure in a less intense and angry way. I would just flare up, express, and then be forced to repent in a pretty significant way. That makes you a shithead. Mm -hmm. Here's how it started. We were eating breakfast at Anthony's in a Seattle airport. We were headed to San Diego so Brian could meet my grandma. He went to the bathroom and left all of his stuff on the table with me, including his phone, wallet, etc. And then he didn't come back. I figured he was having some issues and so waited for him for a bit before I realized that our flight was boarding. I packed up all the stuff, grabbed my bags, his bags, and dragged it all to the bathroom. I asked a random guy to go in there and look for the very bearded mountain man, and he told me he wasn't in there. Then they called final boarding, and I had to sprint with all of our stuff to the gate, where I found Brian just standing there. He claims that he went back to Anthony's, and I wasn't there. I had somehow vanished myself and decided to pull a prank on him, uh, to pull a prank and ask a busboy to hide me in our luggage. I obviously hadn't moved. I was pissed, particularly because he kept maintaining that I wasn't there. The restaurant had two entrances, so he had clearly gone to the wrong one. We started arguing as we boarded, and then I threw his shit in front of everyone and called him a fucking idiot. Adult. Mm. He pretty much treated me like I was the worst person in the world throughout the weekend. Because you are. I know. That's not necessary. <laughs> he couldn't have been nicer to my grandmother, otherwise we wouldn't be married. But he didn't speak to me for days. Finally, we addressed it and got down deep with it. He told me that his family, they didn't talk to each other like that. He was literally rendered speechless by what I had said, what I could send out of my mouth. I explained that in my family, we did. Nicole and I are notorious for ripping each other's throats out, cussing each other out, and then going to grab coffee a few minutes later like nothing happened. From that day on, whenever I said anything mean, I wrote it down in a journal. Well, that's good. You have a written record of the number of times you've been an asshole. It's finally a good way for him to give me visible proof of some pretty bad behavior that came in the heat of the moment, when I was almost unconscious with rage. He's also come to realize that meeting my pain with coldness isn't a way to move us forward either. It has been a slow but worthwhile process, one filled with with labor and love. Like, Jesus Christ. That, like, what if something was to happen to him, and then she finds this fucking journal, and she's like, 
the last thing she wrote is he's a fucking asshole. <clears throat> right. Like that's the last thing you write about your husband. If, if God forbid he was wrestling and broke his fucking neck and he died in the ring. Yep. Yep. Like and how would she fucking feel? Right before that, because he, he forgot to put cream in your coffee. You called him a fucking twat. Yeah. And that's the last thing you said to him. Like that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Put that in your bougie journal. Yep. Chapter nine, Rack Attack. Oh, fuck me. 2012 to 2019, Land O'Lakes, Florida, San Diego, California. Nicole. Awesome. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly, I could figure that one out. My first date with my ex was at Gibson Steakhouse in Chicago. Which ex? Weird. Uh. And and the rest is Total Divas and Total, Total Bellas rerun history. For the purpose of his privacy mostly because he edited himself out of the book. I didn't want to retread old events. But it doesn't mean we have to edit him out of the book. No. Well, it does. Because, <laughs> I mean, we'll say who, who he is. But this is this is the most... Okay, so because we know what happened was he he turned around and said, I don't want to be in your fucking book. And, and because he had to write a first refusal, they had to edit him out. This is her... Turning it around to being like, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't want to talk about him in the book. Yeah. I don't want to retread old events here. Then why are you writing an autobiography? That's literally what an autobiography is, is retreading old events. It is. It is. Particularly the ones that got plenty of screen time and rehashing in the media. Well, if only you could talk about the things that didn't occur in front of a camera. Hmm. Hmm. There is not much more to milk from that well-documented chain of events. There probably is. But I do think there is value. I mean, at least explain how big of his dick is. Come on. But I do think there is value in explaining what I learned from myself during a time of extreme highs and lows in the hopes that it helps some of you. I have many regrets about that relationship. The primary one is that I wish I had known myself better before I got into it. I wish I'd understood how the patterns of my life and my relationships with my own father informed how I react to love, boundaries, and feelings of abandonment. I thought he was the love of her life. Apparently not. I think I could have averted some of what happened. Because my dad left when I was 15, I learned how to fill in the holes. Or get her holes filled. Mm I expect to be left behind and to find a way to not confront or acknowledge those feelings of loneliness and abandonment. So she's blaming daddy issues. Well, of course. She's also claiming that she has no problem feeling loneliness and abandonment, but we also know that's not true because the last episode of Total Bellas told you that that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's almost scarier to me when someone likes someone seems like they're sticking around. I've learned that it puts me in a position of expecting the worst, waiting for the other shoe to drop. I believe that it actually causes me to panic. (sighs) Because I am a chin-up type of girl, nobody needs to know how you blow up a person. Go ahead. (laughs) Mm. Chin up, huh? Keep your chin up, girl. Swallow it. I I fed myself a diet of, of deprivation. I assume that I don't need anyone to help me survive and thrive. And I think this mindset meant I never processed my feelings. I've just always been focused on moving forward, step by step, 
I'm getting up every time I'm, I'm locked to the ground. Well, my- Why does she make herself sound like this big, giant ball of positivity? Because when you write your own book, you can say whatever you want about yourself. It's, from watching Total Bellas, what is one thing you have learned about her? Uh, that, She's nothing like the fucking book. No, no, this is this is a fiction book. She is a miserable fuck. We're reading fiction. Yes, <laughs> yes. I can't wait until you write your review on Amazon of the book. I should do that. <laughs> I haven't finished it yet, so I need to make sure I get through it before before I write any reviews. Right. I want to ha- I want to have an informed opinion on it. Exactly. While my ex and I tried our hardest not to go too long without seeing each other, looking back, I don't think it was enough. It is easy to recognize that our long stints on the road and working all of our various side hustle jobs left me feeling almost pathologically lonely. I just didn't know how to identify the emotion, and I certainly didn't know how to ask for what I needed. I was intent on fitting into the contours of my ex's very busy and big life. That was paramount to me, pleasing and keeping him content, not voicing my own needs. He had no idea I was getting what I needed because I never said anything. He had no idea I wasn't getting what I needed because I didn't never said anything. The pleasing bug is another side effect from my turbulent childhood. It's always somebody else's fault. I am am attached to a very disturbing core belief that I am only lovable when I put other people first. That is complete bullshit. She does not put other people first, first of all. Never. That I only deserve their affection because I am useful and handy. Well, I mean, just because you can give hand jobs doesn't make you useful. I learned from my... <laughs> there we go, I got one. I learned from my ex that this is a profound fallacy. He could see the real me and love me just the same. It felt too good to be true. I felt undeserving. We also struggled to align what we both wanted, because from the onset we wanted different things. Rather than turn the face turn and face that, I pushed it under the carpet and figured I could pretend like it wasn't there. Because I was terrified of losing my love, I stuffed my desire for marriage and kids as deep as I could. Isn't that funny? Because don't they break up because she forces him to get married to her, and then says, oh, I forced you to get married to me, so now we're not going to be together? What a, what a fucking rewriting of history we have here. And apparently, no. Like, you just said it was well-documented. It's been well-documented from the get-go on fucking yeah. Total Dwells like that, that you continued to pressure him to marry you. So yeah. how, and how... then he proposes, and mm. then you're like, nah, nah, I want kids. And he's like, nah, we're not going to have kids. Mm. And he's like, I, I'll give you kids because I love you that much. Yeah. And then she's like, nah, nah, I can't have you do that, nah. We're not going to get married. But apparently, no. apparently, that's her pushing that all under the carpet, and not and not not telling him exactly what she wants. Hmm. <sighs> he had made it clear that we weren't on the. Or sorry, uh, I stuffed my desire for marriage and kids as deep as I could. He had made it clear that it, that weren't on the menu for him. That's tough though, because if you're inclined that way, then the more you grow to love someone, the more you want it all. I stopped. I stopped giving a voice to those needs, though. No, you didn't. I was worried my ex would call it off and let me go. And while I wanted those things very badly, I just wanted him more. 
If I had known how to read the cards, I believe things would have been different. When I had a major operation for my broken neck, my ex didn't leave my side. He slept on the hospital couch. He looked like the Incredible Hulk, curled up into the fetal position. He couldn't let anyone send, me, send him home. He helped me go to the bathroom, even though it made me want to die with embarrassment. I couldn't stand to feel so needy, even though it seemed to make him so happy to take care of me. I wish I had seen that experience for what it, it was, an opportunity for me to identify and then talk about how undeserving and unworthy I felt, how terrible it made me feel to be dependent, how uncomfortable it makes me feel when I'm not working for affection, but instead of just basking in love. Gross. Not only did I operate from a place of fear of losing something I wanted, but I also wanted to be perfect for him because I want him to have a perfect life. How much, how much longer are we going to go on with this bullshit, dude? She's talking an awful lot about her yeah. ex. Yeah. Even though we started this chapter saying she wasn't going to talk about it. Yeah. I so desperately did not want to rock the boat that I threw a lot of things I wanted right out of it. I was continually dishonest about what I wanted, with myself, with my ex, because I was operating out of a place of fear. By continually putting him first and choking my own voice back, I didn't give him the respect of actually hearing about how I was doing. I didn't give... I didn't give in him... That's not a... Typo. Another typo in the book? Yeah, I didn't give in him or our relationship the benefit of the doubt that maybe it could handle more. Because I assumed... Yep. (laughs) Because I assumed he wasn't willing to make sacrifices. I did not persistently ask because I was so fixated on what I believed he wanted. I made many decisions on his behalf, even though I was losing myself in the process. I don't think it was until I did Dancing with the Stars that I really woke up. The producers got me an apartment in Los Angeles for the show, where I stayed for about 11 weeks. It wasn't a palace, but I loved it. I loved doing whatever I wanted, and I loved getting back into my body through dance. I loved hanging out with with friends and going out to see live music, brewing a pot of coffee, making an English muffin and some watermelon, choking down down some semen, turning on the Today Show. I liked how it felt to be be an independent girl. I had been sitting in a jail cell without realizing the door wasn't locked and that I had built it myself. Okay, sure. Yeah, you broke up with him because you felt locked away. Sure. After Dancing with the Stars, I felt like I'd found myself. I didn't want to lose her again. One of the things that Dancing with the Stars also unlocked for me was the idea that I can, can stand on my own. I think it's... Stardom. Yeah. I think it's partly growing up as a twin and then becoming a star based on that twindom. But being involved with a megastar also also undermines some of my faith in myself. Bree and I hear it all the time that we've only gotten the opportunities to have been granted to us because of the guys we're with. Without our men, we wouldn't have our platforms, our prominence within the world. What? So she's blaming them now. Yes. Yes, because now now she doesn't feel that she's standing on her own because she was Brian and her ex. <laughs> yep. Perfect. We never would have become women's champions. It's unfair, and it's part of our de- our deeper epidemic as a culture to pull other women down to put their achievements in the context of the men who got them there. But you do that. I know the Bella Army wants to fight that battle of shifting the perception of women in our sports. 
When we made it to the main roster, I was not with my ex. When we landed Total Divas, the production crew knew nothing of our relationship. We didn't reveal that he was my boyfriend until the first day of filming. I had built my career for 12 years, and it was painful when people conflated my success with his. My ex, my ex never had to stick up for me with WWE. Not true. He never had to step in to defend my work or push for me to get more opportunities. Not true. <laughs> that was also done. That was always done by Vince McMahon, WWE's chairman and CEO. He recognized that I was popular with the audience, was a good wrestler, okay, and represented the company well. As our wedding approached, I started to panic. This precedent I had set for myself throughout my life started to rear its head, pleasing others and stifling what I actually wanted if it, it didn't match with what they wanted. This might sound insane, but I am such a pleaser that when I am not in the position of giving someone exactly what they want, I think that the whole construct breaks. On some deep level, I believe that the only reason I am loved is because of this pleasing. The pleasing is my entire worth. She is so ridiculous, man. Take a shot every time she says pleasing. Jesus Christ. I simply haven't known any other way to be. As our wedding approached, I broke. I simply couldn't stand up to the pressure of making everyone else happy but myself. I panicked. I freaked out. To me, pressure feels like the end of the world. I'm like a wild horse or a feral cat. I'm so used to it, at least a little bit of dysfunction, that anything normal feels like flashing signs of danger. I had to walk away. I had to let it all go. The fallout was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Particularly the speculation within the news media and on social media that it was all for ratings. The thing about reality TV is that you don't get to pick and choose what you show, and the pressure for filming inherently creates drama. It brings things to a head by applying a heavy load to the sensitive parts of our life. Having our relationship fall apart on national TV was excruciating. I had to relive it all again, while also having my heart broken for missing my ex. I hope our story together will have a happy ending, and in retrospect, I probably wouldn't change anything about it, because I believe I'll end up exactly where I'm supposed to be, in a gutter dead. But I know the path to get there would have been far less tortured, I hadn't needed to learn a lot of important lessons about tapping into what I want and needed and learn learning how to communicate that that to the man I love the most in the world. I don't know what I was scared of. I don't know why I held back, but I can probably attribute some of it to my upbringing and this disease of pleasing, of not knowing how to just hold love without rushing to give it back. I've also learned how to sit with, with pain without covering it up or forcing it to, to be okay. Dog shit. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> fucking lie. If you want something, you have to be willing to call someone to the mat to get it. You have to be willing to take a stand. You st stay to your position and then defend it. Even if it means walking out of the arena without the thing you hold want most to, most to win. <sighs> fucking weak metaphors. And if you don't try, if you don't put put yourself forward, if you don't lay it out, lay it all out on the line, then it's nobody's fault but your own. If you don't get it, we often operate in relationships like we're with mind readers, like we should all be be so tapped into the other person that we can automatically know how they feel. I found that I sometimes don't even know how I feel until I start to give it real voice to hear how it sounds coming out of my mouth. I think it's like any muscle. As I exercise my voice more and more, it will come easier and often. 
Love, like everything else, is a nothing ventured, nothing gained situation. Say who you are, say it often and with passion. All right, that's it for that chapter. And the next chapter starts with Nikki again, so yay, next week. Yay. So basically what I took out of that is she blames every man in her life for everything. Yes. Correct. And nothing is her fault. It never is. And she misses John. Yes. I mean, her ex. Yes. I should send us home. Oh. Have a wonderful rest of the week. <laughs> Did you forget your thing? No. Join us next <laughs> week to find out what's up with these cunts. And don't forget Valentine's Day on Saturday. Uh, Sunday. Sunday, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.